I don't think I've ever preached one verse for six weeks ever before. I know they've only been ten little ser- ten-minute sermons, uh, but tonight, for your pleasure, is going to be like five hours long. Okay, so First Chronicles chapter four, verse ten. I, you know, the more I read this verse, the more I just say, "Do it, Lord, just do it." Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, "Oh, that you would bless me." Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. That's the bit we're going to talk about tonight. And keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Isn't it great that God grants our requests? And, uh, you know, there's a whole theology about how God doesn't answer prayer. But tonight, I want you to be encouraged. God has got your answer on the way. Farina, my heart breaks for you as you battle with this leukemia, but we're going to stand with you in prayer, and we're going to believe God will break that over your life. Let's recap some of the lessons we've learned over the last few weeks. Um, It's not wrong to pray for God to bless us so long as we leave it up to Him how He wants to bless us. It's okay to pray for blessing. It's, it's, it's good to pray for more ministry opportunities. Enlarge my territory. Let's, let's always pray for God's power and, and increase our sense of dependency. God, I need your hand upon my life. Let, let's, let's understand that prayer really is a journey into dependency. But let's also remember that it said that Jabez was the most noble from his, uh, out of all of his brothers and that prayer comes from a character that is building a relationship with God. And you know, when you're teaching on prayer... It's quite right to be positive. I've heard so many sermons on, on prayer, but basically they tell you why it doesn't work and, and try and give you an excuse about it. And we are, it is good to be full of faith and positive, expecting things to happen. That's one of the things that I'm trying to birth in the church, in my own life. Let's expect things to happen. Somebody give me a little clap offering if you think that's right. I know you can't shout out amen, but if you're at home, say an amen out loud. But this part of the prayer warns us that we are not to assume that we can get involved in every single battle. Some of us think that we can pray our way out of anything. And sometimes I think the Lord's saying, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Here Jabez says, and keep me from harm. Don't let me even go there. Don't Lord, give me the wisdom not to even get into that situation. In fact, I'm going to point out something quite amazing from two Hebrew words in a few minutes. But can I just say to you, to everybody here and everyone at home, you are not meant to fight every battle. You weren't meant to get involved in every scrap. And so, and it's the same in the spirit. Now, we, we sang a, a song tonight, This is How I Fight My Battles. But when they are your battles, fine. 
You know, those of you who know me know that I trained to be a school teacher, and I, I trained to be um, uh, 7 to 13 age. It was middle school age. And at the, but I had to do a term with the infants. Oh, man, that was so hard. Why do they have to take their shoes off for playtime and then back on again and back off again and buttoning up their coats? And it was, if you're an infant teacher out there, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. But when I was school, when I was doing this term in, in uh, infant school, there was uh, one lad who uh, went to the teacher. We had a reading scheme. And he said, oh, I've read my book, sir. And I knew that he hadn't read it. And it was, I always remembered it, it was 4A in the scheme. And I thought, he's not read that book. I need to tell, because I was the trainee, I told my mentor, he's not read that book, he's cheating. And the mentor said to me, you know what? I've got a 4B, 4C, 4D, 4E, 4F before he even gets to 5. We don't have to fight that battle with him. And sometimes I think, we as Christians... We fight battles that we're not mean, meaning to fight. And this is exactly what Jabez is praying. He's praying for wisdom and saying, keep me from harm. When we pray, quite rightly, we talk about overcoming. But actually, did you notice this? That Jabez is actually saying, I don't want to even go there. Actually, the best strategy for defeating evil is to stay away from it. The best way that you can win a battle over some things is never even enter it. Yes, certainly, let's get into the battles we need to, but there are some things, and I just really feel this tonight, this is wisdom, that God in prayer is going to say to you, back off, that's not yours to fight. In fact, this part of the Jabez prayer, Pastor Nick, it makes me... Sounds like the Lord's Prayer. Lead me not into temptation and deliver me from evil. You know, what Jesus taught us how to pray is don't even go towards that temptation. Don't even go there. There needs to be a protection around us. And part of praying is knowing the wisdom, what to back off from and what to press into. Let's not get carried away with spiritual declarations that that actually could be a little bit presumptuous, but let's ask for God's protection. Part of praying is say, God, would you only put me into the firing line I'm supposed to be in? And sure, we'll stand in that fire, and God will be with us in the fire, but if we're not supposed to be there, let's have the wisdom not to go there in our sense of wanting God to bless us, it's really important that we stay dependent on Him. That actually there are some battles that you're not supposed to fight. And I I just really feel like I should repeat myself about that. There are some people either at home or here that are fighting a battle. It's not yours to fight. And God wants you to move away from it. Remember, I said I got a couple of insights from some of the Hebrew phrase where where Jabez says, and keep me from harm. It's a really interesting Hebrew word called re'e. And it actually, it means let harm not be my companion or let evil not be my companion. And what, what Jabez is saying is, 
I don't want to get into the wrong association. I want to make sure as I'm praying that if there's any relationship that's going to draw me into evil, let that association be broken in my life. One of our journeys in prayer is for God to reveal to us what a bad association is. Remember 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? Now, I know we've got to be around uh, non-believers, but there's a difference between loving people, serving people, and being in an association that's dragging you down. And that's part of the Jabez prayer, is to say, when he says, keep me from harm, actually the word rehe means, keep me from a friend who is dragging me towards evil. Ezekiel puts it this way in chapter 34. He says, The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. They will know that I am the Lord. And when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands who have enslaved them. God wants to break some relational yokes over your life. He wants to, in prayer, for you to say, Hang on, this association is not good for me. It's not something that, that needs to be endorsed in my life. You know, when we do feel weak, we are to pray truth, not presumption. I was talking to the staff this week, and, and, and something uh, spoke to me. I've, I've pre-recorded a, a message, and part of it is about the cross, and and I haven't put this in the message, but one of the things that, that spoke to me was, you know the moment when Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, at that moment, that's the moment when God is punishing for him for our sins. That he's separated from God. The Bible says he became sin so that we could become righteousness. Isn't that great? Haven't we got a great faith? There's no other God that's done that. That he said, listen, let me take your place. At that moment, those of you who are Christians, you know that Jesus isn't just crying out any, the first thing that comes into his head. He's actually quoting Scripture, Psalm 22. And it strikes me that in his worst moment, so that he did not say anything wrong, or anything in the flesh, or anything that would have caused him to sin, he decided, I need to say something, but the only thing I'm going to say is Scripture, because I know that that's true. And I wonder today whether you're weak, whether you're in a battle, whether, whether something's, something's dragging you down, let's pray the truth of Scripture. Let's say God's Word back to him and he will respond to it and honor it I don't mean that in a rote way I mean that from your heart so tonight for those of you who are praying for healing we really bless you and we pray in the name of Jesus that you will be free you see as you enter into his presence that's what prayer is about isn't it I can sense his presence here right now 
As you enter into his presence, he enters into your need and says, I'm going to stay here till it's done. You know how I know that? You know, remember I said to you I had two Hebrew words to share with you? Prayer's often talked about this entering into God's presence. But when you pray, he enters into your life and comes into your situation. Because in, uh, in that prayer, when it says in the original Hebrew, and God granted his request, the word for granties is a very short Hebrew word called bo. And the word bo means to enter in. So when the Bible says, and God granted his request, it means that God came, camped inside that need, and says, I'm staying here until this is answered. Come on, everybody, just, just stand with me just for a moment. And just for a moment, whatever need you've got on, in your life, would you just hold your hands out with me? And would you say, God, come into my need. Stay with me. Because that's what the word granted his request means. God came and lived in it until it was done. So pray this at home, wherever you are, all over the city, here in the house. Lord, stay with this until it's done. As you pray, understand God is going to see your situation through. I know that some people are hurting. I don't know what your situation is in the house, or out there, I know, but I want you to know a part of prayer is understanding that you've gone to him, he's come to you, and he's going to stay with you until this situation's through. So whatever your situation is at home right now, Lord Jesus, we ask you, we know that you're faithful to see it through. Lord, those people with long-term illnesses, see it through, Lord. See it through, Lord, to healing or release. See it through, Lord. Holy Spirit, oh, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. Don't let me get into associations that will drag me down so that I'll be free from pain, from the pain that's self-inflicted. And God will grant our request. He'll stay with us and see it through. In the name of Jesus, would you do this in this house right now and for those people we're praying for on the live feed.